0: And welcome to Hearthaholics episode one. This is the number one Hearthstone podcast in the world as judged by everyone with good opinions. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me today are the two foremost experts on Hearthstone who really need no introduction, but I'm going to be introducing them anyway. One is Andres. Hello, Andres. How are you doing? Hey, Brian.
1: Wow, that sounded like super convincing. <laughs> I like that I know. Like for, I for a second, that- I believe you. I was like, really? Man, I mean, that... Best of awesome podcast ever. So I've
0: heard the idea that confidence is a fake it until you make it sort of thing. So I figure if I just open that way, we're going to be super successful. I like it. And you know who else I like? Billy. Hello, Billy.
2: Hello, Eric. my name is Billy. I'm from Australia and I do things on the internet that people genuinely enjoy. So.
0: Wow. And I was like going to have you introduce yourself later, but you like, you got to, you no, got to it right away. Straight,
2: straight into it, man. Billy's no wasting
0: r- no time.
2: Nah man, we gotta talk about cards That's what we am about I appreciate
0: the enthusiasm, but for those of us that are a little bit slower I'm gonna let them uh, let them do a little bit of an introduction here So people actually know who they are If we wanna take the card game analogy way too long This is like the flavor text for our hosts <laughs> Oh, nice <laughs> So Andres, why what's up with you? Who are you?
1: Hey, um, my name is Andres And uh, I love Hearthstone I've been playing it for over a year I've done some writing for ESL um, I played, I've never played competitively, but I've reached Legend a couple of times. Um, yeah, aside from that, just a lover of this game.
0: Awesome. Yes,
1: you are, you are excellent
0: at this game and I have had a lot of fun playing and learning about it with you. So very happy uh, to have you Thank you. On you. The show. I- I'm glad you have. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy, you already gave your introduction, so I guess you really have nothing more to say on the matter.
2: No, I, the, the all the things that I said before, Australian... Love this scam. Yeah. I like that you just
0: get the Australian thing out of the way. Because you know we're going to get emails and stuff saying, where's he from? Is he English?
2: Because cause people get confused. <laughs> people uh-huh. get confused. They Yeah, people always go to the English thing, right? It's never Australian. It's either English or Irish or something. And I'm just like, no,
1: no, no, Australian. I thought you were English the first time I met you, but yeah, you do have that act, that English See, accent in you. this is
2: what I mean. This is what I mean. All the time. All the time. Never have I once, by an American or anybody outside of Australia, been assumed that I'm Australian. Always the first thing they go to is English. I actually British, can't
0: remember so. if I assumed you were Australian when I first heard you, but I think it's safe to assume I thought you were English. Probably. <laughs> and i am brian um nothing nothing too interesting about me i like hearthstone i like the podcast so i thought uh hearthstone podcast is a pretty good idea but yeah been a big fan of blizzard games for a long nothing time nothing interesting about you you've been
2: podcasting for like 15 10 years something
0: like that. yeah i've been podcasting for i don't know like six years but i've been doing it since i was like 16 so and you're like the <laughs> mastermind behind all of this like this is true my my plot for world domination starts with hearthaholics <laughs> but yeah i'm just a huge fan of blizzard games and hearthstone was the most recent one to completely capture my heart actually i need to change that heroes of the storm is the most recent one to completely capture my heart but this isn't a heroes <laughs> of the storm podcast this is a hearthstone podcast but yeah so i i am very excited to be able to talk about hearthstone more with some people and um yeah man. let's go ahead and do that so guys let's go for it people are pretty excited about something specific in hearthstone right now next round can any of you name what that is Yes, exactly. No, it's GVG. Wait, I think we're both wrong, Andres. What are people actually guys. excited about? Blackheart Mountain. Let's get it together.
2: All right. It's right. oh, the dragon right. one, Jeez. right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the dragon one or the undead I one? Finally, Is the death throttle <laughs> <rival> expansion.
0: <laughs> I I, oh, I think okay. it might be the uh, Worgen one. That's good. <laughs> More Worgen infiltrators. <laughs> exactly. So. As of recording this episode, Blackrock Mountain, the first wing, Blackrock Depths, was released uh, yesterday. So we've had... Wait, was it yesterday? Yeah, I'm losing track of my days already. Yeah, so we've had about a day to be doing stuff in it. So what have you all been up to so far? Like, Andres, how have you been spending your little bit of time with Blackrock Depths Oh, I
1: dug straight into it. I kind of wanted to keep up with the wings this time, because last time I kind of, like, did all the normal modes and then procrastinated on the heroics, and then I kind of never finished them. Yep. So... um, on this Same one, I exactly want to stay on here. top of it. And as the wing comes out, I just want to finish the whole like normal, heroic, and the challenges. Um, thankfully, I had some free time yesterday and I, I was able to go through the whole wing, all the heroics. I had a, a blast just coming up with decks and like all those crazy strategies that came out.
0: Right. So is it just me or are these boss designs like a lot more fun than Next Ramesses were? I enjoyed Next Ramesses a lot, but these just
1: like everyone yeah, was just a ton of You know, of fun I agree with beat. that. I think they really like capitalize on the fact that um, players want to see like crazy stuff going on. Like all these legendaries that never get played and like just, just crazy scenarios in general. Um, I think they made that on purpose.
0: Yeah, it feels like you're getting a different experience than what you get in uh, some it, when you're playing ranked. It feels like they went into it saying, how can we make as many yeah. crazy game stories come out of each of these as, and as possible? And as the game has been um, out for a while,
1: I feel like they need to like up their game in like the impressive factor, right? Um they've already done right. like kinda like the vanilla stuff, like introducing new cars in a very like gentle way. Now now they're losing the fear to kinda like, you know what, let's just go all out. Um, for example, in uh, we can go and talk about this later, but in, like the change to... Um, I'm talking about the one that deals two damage and summons a random minion, a random demon. Oh! Bane of Doom! Bane oh. of Doom. Yeah, oh, Bane Bane Jesus. Of doom. Finally. Yeah, I've never played that card. That's why I can't remember the name, but that card is insane now.
0: So, okay, something that confuses me about Bane of Doom is, like, the grammar here. Is it saying your Bane is something made of doom? Or doom <laughs> or... Doom is the Bane, or this is the Bane of Doom itself. Like, what could be the Bane of Doom? That's that's an interesting name. It boggles my mind. It's just, I guess, like... (laughs) It kind of feels like they just took... Is the worst kind of Let's just take scary words and link them together (laughs) and make something, and it's a Warlock card.
2: Listen, card design, Bane of Doom. (laughs) Blood of Apocalypse is, like, what we're getting next. (laughs) But anyway, yes, you're making a point about But Bane yeah, 2. just
1: basically that they're like losing their fear, right? This is the first time that they actually buff a card ever.
2: Oh. Well, yeah, Bane that's of an Doom has definitely been buffed. Uh, it's still not very good in my opinion. Um obviously it can be used with certain dream scenarios, but it I mean it you're right, it's the first time that they've they've come out of their shell and decided, all right, we're actually going to buff a card here. Um, although Wait, I don't so really think never... it's necessarily buffing because it, all it's doing is updating it, right? Well, like, yeah. It's, it's just doing by... what the card actually says. But it's a buff. The card says deal two damage to a character. If that kills it, summon a random demon. Now, as of like a week ago, it what it should have read was deal two damage to a character. And if it dies, if it kills it, summon in a random demon from the class, uh, from the, what was it? It was the basic set, right? So uh, not not even, because oh, yeah. not all demons was... the demons in the basic
1: set were included. Yeah, no Illidan, right?
2: No, I all the ones in the basic were included.
1: No, Doomguard and Fire, no, no, no. Fire, no, 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 no uh no. I mean uh, yeah, Doomguard and the big ones were not.
2: They they're from the classic set. They're they're cards you can open.
1: I'm oh,
2: talking we're saying basic, basic as in, in non expert Oh, yeah, yeah, it's basic. It could only summon in stuff like dread infernals. Um, stuff that didn't come from pack, stuff you unlocked through level. Right. I see.
1: I see.
0: So, um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting question to, if you would count this as a buff, because if you look at like the Warsong Commander, it technically got a buff with this patch as well, um, because it's the it's the card that used to give charge to everything with three or less attack. But what was the problem? Was it not giving to charge to things that were like summoned, yeah, like for example, if played? you had a
1: hunted creeper in the game or a harvest golem, and you killed the golem and the little minion came mm-hmm. out, the two one, he was supposed to get charge but he wasn't. Any any summons from like creatures like that, from Death Rattles.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: So I guess that would be a buff as well.
0: But yeah, I'm building I'm kind of with you in that I see it more as like changing the card to work as it was originally intended. Yeah, although I else. don't think for Bane, Bane
1: of Doom, it was fix. actually a bug. Like for the Commander, Command there, it was, it was a bug from the beginning. It, they didn't intend. Bane of Doom, they actually intended it to be just a selected number of demons. But now they were like, you know what? Let's just let's just throw all of them in.
2: Where does that information come from, though? Because the card text implies that's not the case. It's oh, you mean the, the fact text. that it was just basic? I think it yeah, was a while um, ago that they had Andres confirmed that that's how that they intended
1: it to be. I need to find the source, but yeah, I, oh. I think I remember reading some uh, back in the day that that's how they intended the card to be. They didn't want be wanted to be like the bigger demons
0: oh i get it so they're kind of trying to find a way to limit how powerful yeah exactly
2: i trust you andres (laughs) this is what the card is meant to do i trust what they said what what you're saying they said but i still believe that this is the way the card should be it's still not very good it's still not going to see play. but at least now the people that want to use it for fun can use it for fun that kind of makes me think like do you think it would be
0: cool if Blizzard buff cards more often if, like, for example, is a card they're excited about and doesn't see play. Like, given that they nerf cards sometimes. Yeah, I think <clears throat> it would
1: right. be interesting because the truth is that when they created the game initially, they didn't know where it would it would end up, right? And as time goes by, they can see, you know, what works and what doesn't. And I don't think there there's no harm in like revisiting some cards in the future and like you know, updating them a little bit
0: exactly yeah i mean again it goes back to the internal question people have of are they going to start cycling cards out or how are they going to handle the cards once there are a ton of them like i feel like they're going to have to be fairly open to changing old cards at least a little bit if they're going to keep every single card in the rotation because at some point some cards are either going to be yeah broken either at some point it's going to get like playable.
1: very very big right there's going to be like over two thousand cards or or more yeah and like i, I don't know they, so we they're gonna have to address that at some point um I don't know if the way Magic the Gathering does it is the way to go, though, just like cycling sets, because for Mm -hmm. a digital game, it's not the same as a paper game, right? Like, they almost have a need because they need to sell the paper copies of it.
0: Yeah, and it would just feel so bad, something being like, sorry, you know, that Dr. Boom card, you you can't use them anymore. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. It takes such a feeling of ownership away from your card, so I mean, I'm I'm so dang curious to see what they're going to do with that, um, but we're probably a ways off from that. So, Billy, what have you been spending your time on with Blackrock Mountain?
2: So, when Blackrock Mountain, it was announced to come out in the second, as we all know, and usually that means at like five o'clock in the afternoon on the second for me, because that's usually when everything comes out, um, because right. of time zone differences. So. They actually delayed it, well, I don't know if it was necessarily a delay, but they didn't, usually they bring stuff out as the daily quests come out, which, like I said, is at 5 o'clock. Midnight. Um, yep. For me, which is like you said, midnight for majority of the world. And... Well, for they, me, it's actually 1am, it's midnight for Pacific yeah, for me, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, 3 in y- the morning. You, you get my point, it's around that, yeah, you know, it's late at night. And they delayed yeah. it, they said, like, it would be not at that normal time, and... I ended up staying up till like, 4 o'clock in the morning my time, and it still didn't come out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, 12 hours after it should have released. And then I went (laughs) to sleep. And I woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning the next... uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon the next day and played Blackrock Mountain as soon as I got up. And (laughs) I... The very first thing I saw was Grim uh, Guzzler's Hero Power. Put a minion from each deck into the battlefield. I'm like, oh my god, go back, go into card collection. Made a full legendary deck with <laughs> insane cards in it, and destroyed him with. Uh, obviously, this is just on normal, and I, you know, destroyed him with whatever legendary popped out of the Hero Power. Nice, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so
0: showing how um how unused to adventures I was, I forgot I could read his Hero be- Power before starting the match. So I'm just like, OK, I'll play a paladin. And I started doing it. And it's just like, oh, look at all these creatures that have battle cries that are getting thrown onto the battlefield. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'll go peacekeeper, I Exactly. Luckily, he eventually threw Tyrion onto the battlefield and I won. But <laughs> <There you go. laughs> it was actually
2: a little tough for a
0: bit there. Uh, but yeah, so Billy, what are you thinking of it so far? Do you, you find it more fun than next or how do you find it compares
2: um, I, I agree with a lot of the points you guys mentioned, which were... It, it it does seem a lot more fun. I will say that the Dark Iron Arena, which is the second boss of this first wing, his hero power is kind of dull in comparison to Agreed. the other two, which is kind of disappointing, <laughs> but may, maybe they could have made it a little bit more exciting maybe every time he uses it, it goes up in stats or something. I don't know, it just seems very... Like I said, dull in comparison to the others. But it's still very enjoyable, the the uh the boss fight and yeah. I, I I don't know. Like I said it just Yeah,
1: I agree with you. The hero power wasn't as exciting. I think the excitement for that one came from like the all the crazy cards that he would play, right? Like Millhouse and Gruul, Mukla.
2: Right, when I first versed oh him gosh. he coined out Millhouse and I was like hold on a second i conceded backed out and made a deck with like pyroblasts and stuff in it just assuming that he would coin out millhouse again and he didn't and i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah for
0: for me i think when i faced the heroic version of that guy like on turn two he had uh lore walker show and mukla so it's like great these bananas are not my favorite things to have in my hand right now yeah (laughs) i
1: can't can't remove this bard that's so disappointing. Um, but yeah. He always seemed to get Pedro and Lord Walker Cho. I wonder if he had like two copies of each in the deck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how much this guy needs. <laughs> um like I would love to see like the the algorithms behind all these uh these bosses and yeah. how they if they ever like nudge crazy things to happen or if they really just throw together a deck and have them play out. Um, it's funny when you're facing these bosses I'm just constantly like, misplay, misplay Misplay, <laughs> oh, you, you shouldn't have done that
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they always it do that It was like
2: the, what's it's name The lost boss, Emperor Whenever he yes. attacks with his wife um, And plays The Dark Iron Dwarf He'll always attack oh, with the yeah. white first, and then play Dark Iron Dwarf onto it instead of Dark Iron Dwarfing and then hitting, which is like crazy to me. Like how, like why, mm, whatever. I, I <laughs> think yeah, that was just, an uh, overlook.
1: They might address that in the future because that is definitely an overlook.
2: Yeah, that just—it's funny to me seeing that happen. <laughs> it's like what are you? Something Raik I 20? Always...
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, a non-heroic—he's kind of sub-rake twenty in terms of intelligence. These guys are not. Not on their
2: no. 8 game, exactly. Not a, no, not I, exactly. I,
0: I have to wonder if they even finished the tutorial, but w- we'll never know. Um, something <laughs> that these always make me sad about, though, is like, when they play cards that then you never get, like that 4-8 that wins every brawl. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, I want that for Warrior.
2: <laughs> I didn't notice that, unfortunately. Yeah, that was a cool oh, card. Yeah, he yeah. always wins
1: brawl. That's his ability.
2: I want that yep. card. It's-
0: it's terrifying i can't leave this (laughs) guy up but he has eight health so i don't quite know what i'm going to do about this guy but it's it's a lot of fun overall so all right so moving on from the boss encounters themselves what did you guys think about the class challenges
1: oh my god so fun the mage class challenge was insane for mine my first unstable portal was the um summoning portal from the warlock that reduces the cost. Oh, yeah. And then from that point on, it was just insane. Like, I just started getting, like, Alakir, uh, Earth Elemental, um, Gallywigs, all these, like, huge guys that I was playing for, like, one or two mana because of the reduced cost from the portal and from the summoning portal. That was pretty fun. Yep. Yep, that uh, that
0: actually does sound incredibly fun. It For me, my first game had the... Um... My opponent on I believe turn three, maybe or turn two, play out Millhouse, and I'm like, oh wow, oh, Millhouse mana storm. That means all of my spells are free. All of my <laughs> seven like, unstable portals. Yeah, play out every <laughs>
2: unstable portal in
0: your hand. That's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that was that was a pleasant surprise. I think that they they they're especially where the class challenges are, where they can just go completely goofy. Yeah. They learn from the web spinner class challenge that everyone loved that they, they're not even basing them around the cards they're unlocking this time. They're just like, whatever. Yeah, just have the <laughs> most Portal's fun. I, I wish you could play of. those modes with your friends. That would be so fun. Oh, my gosh. Every every single game night I run would just have, okay, Unstable Portal
2: Tournament. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. That would be so fun. Oh, Blizzard, please.
0: Please nerf. Wait,
2: no, that's wrong. No, 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 just please. <laughs> no, nerf, just please
0: so billy i've heard through the grapevine aka you telling me that you completed all the heroics <laughs> yeah i
2: just finished up the emperor heroic I'm trying to keep up mm-hmm. track with it, i did the same thing in next Romance. every time i uh one of the wings came up i did the heroic within like a day of it releasing and that's my plan this mm-hmm. time i really want to get that card back that looks super pretty but um the heroics weren't necessarily very difficult um which is kind of disappointing mm. like the only one that gave me trouble was the emperor i was able to create my own decks on the other two very easily and beat them and the emperor one i think only took three attempts anyway two attempts with my own deck and then one attempt with someone else's deck so i don't know mm. if the other wings are going to get more difficult but these these first heroics don't seem that difficult
1: yeah, these are, first few were not that difficult. The first two I got pretty much in my first try out of decks that I that I made. And then I had some trouble with uh, thorossian How do you pronounce this? I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, Theresean. Theresean, Theresean, Theresean. Think, yeah. Um, okay. Because I wasn't expecting the wife to be a 3-1 on the heroic version. And that kind of caught me off guard.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, because you can't see that in the hero power. End. And it's like, yeah. oh, I need to actually tech for that um yeah i feel under a lot of um peer pressure here to say that they're super easy and not a problem at all um uh, okay so the first one i was able to beat my first try because i looked at it and i'm like oh i'll just throw a bunch of high cost minions in my deck and that that ended up working yep. out pretty well uh, but it was actually an incredibly fun game it's not like i just won it without having to try because it just turned into this game where we both had this ridiculously developed board of high cost minions um, so it's just like, okay, okay, do I trade my Gruel into his Mogre the Ogre before <laughs> attacking with my tank with Divine Shield? Or do I just wait for Ragnaros to do it? And it's like, oh, those, that fight was super it's fun. It's just the type. Exactly. What a lot of people did for that, that fight
2: ever. is they threw the only two minions in the deck were Alakir and Kelthazard. Yep. And they also ran Ancestral Spirit. So that you yep. can Ancestral Spirit, either Kel'Thuzad or Alakir, and then just keep hitting them in the face, and there's no way it's possible to lose. Nice. So <laughs> That, you know. That's, yes. That is the new Alexstrasza of winning. Yeah, um, there you
0: go. You didn't test Alexstrasza, did you? Is she still, like,
1: not allowed? Um, I don't understand what you mean. I think she's allowed this time. I think it was just not allowed okay. for Lothib that had, like, 100 life. So she would have dealt, like, you know, 85 damage or something like that.
0: Right. I think they... I could be wrong. I thought they actually went back into the old encounters and now has would say, that's cheating. It doesn't let you play uh, Alexstrasza, against oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, think I think that, that could too, have been yeah. that it did it on. Uh, but I think, actually, I remember a long time ago, it was suggested that they, you know, use armor instead of health so that Alexstrasza isn't so powerful for the additional health on uh, heroic bosses. And it sounds like that's kind of just yeah, what, they did, what they did. Yeah, that's they did this time. if I remember correctly, they have armor now. So... Kind of skirts the Alexstrasza issue where she only does fifteen uh, health worth of damage at best. Yeah, that's so a good workaround. That makes sense. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah i I have gotten one of the heroes down, and I still need to go back against the other two. I tried a couple times against the arena with kind of like a tempo mage kind of strategy, and it worked okay. But I wasn't getting a lot of headway there. What did you end up uh, beating that with, Andres
1: I used a Priest. I found, like, in the beginning, I was trying to use classes that could get rid of the little 1-1s easily, like Rogue or uh, Druid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found out that you can kind of just ignore those um, because the rest of the cards are not as scary. He doesn't play a lot of, like, really big dudes. The biggest one is Fire Elemental. Um, so with Priest, you, you could just kind of, like, ignore those and just kind of heal yourself and then just do, like, a big AoE and get rid of everything. And then you had, uh, I used um, mm. Volgen and Holy Fire to get rid of the elementals, as well as uh, the death, power word death. And that seemed to work pretty well. Right. Yeah, that's a pretty smart idea. Priest has a lot of cheap
0: single minion removal and then it also has those large board wipes. Yeah. And then everyone, a key so. thing, though, this is, like a is uh, mind control
1: back. tech. You almost have to like hope to get lucky in a mind control tech turn. Yes. Because he's constantly putting the little 1 1s. So if he plays like Karen yep. or something like that, you can just be like, oh, or the fire elemental and steal it. You're in your golden. Yep, I did. I actually started running a couple of those,
0: and that they saved my bacon, though not all of it, because I did eventually lose anyway. I was so close, though. I was like, on the next turn, he had four health, and I would have had lethal, and then he got exact lethal on that same turn. Oh, like, man, I hate when just, that happens. <laughs> this is unfair. <laughs> this is cheating, but probably not, actually, but I like to think it was. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed the uh, the whole wing a lot. Something I appreciate a lot about how they do this content is it's a little bit like when a WoW expansion releases, in that you know the core gameplay for most people is is the rating, or in this case is you know playing on ladder. But it gives you a time to just kind of experience the world, get a lot of fun flavor. Yeah. Across. My problem with that, and my problem with that in WoW is that it takes like forty hours <laughs> to get through it, and by the end you're kind of bored. Um, or for, in my case, by three hours in, I'm kind of, yeah, and you're, just you're just kind of kind ready to get back on
1: track on, you know, the, the gearing up and like the serious business exactly but this I can
0: complete in an hour or two and it's really fun and it's really enjoyable and then you know next week I can I can do it again but it's not like some huge time sink to to get through it and get the card so I really appreciate like the pace of this. I agree with
1: you and it's also a great way to like explore some of the story because you get like some of the flavor from uh, Warcraft and the characters and like you kind of get to know them a little more right. uh, different like environments in this world it's, it's a cool cool little venture
0: absolutely I think it's a it's and I Still, kind of like these, you know, few cards and seeing the impact of them and experimenting with them, as opposed to the to the method of you know a whole expansion releasing and seeing what cards you get. I don't know this 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 kind of creates like a communal sense of it. Like everyone's trying to figure out how these yeah. couple cards work, and then everyone trying to figure out how these work. And it's a, it's a really fun experience. It gives all through.
1: the cards that, like a little spotlight, right? It gives them a chance to like yeah. get get um, play tested and like see what they can do. Instead of, like, uh, so, when GVG hit, it was so many cards that, you know, not not all the cards got the attention they deserved. Right. And what was that, Billy?
2: I actually kind of don't like the order they're releasing these cards in. Like, for instance, mm. we have, um, what do we have? We've got, right now we have Grim Pat- uh, Patreon, right? But we don't yep. have the card that you also want in your Grim Patron deck, which is Axe Flinger, right? So, right. And, and for instance, next week, we're getting Blackwing Technician, but we still don't have a new dragon, right? And we won't have a new yeah. dragon until the following week, which is Dragon Consort. And even still, we won't have another dragon, which we <laughs> want in that deck, which is Hungry Dragon. And that comes out the following week. So, really, if you mm-hmm. want to play with any dragon cards... You need to wait four weeks from now, and then if you want, like, Blackwing Corruptor, which is another core dragon card, for people that don't know, that's the five cost, five, four. If you're holding a dragon, deal three damage. That's a really core cool card for dragon decks. That's not until five weeks from now. So it's very frustrating to me that they can't release at least some of the cards that have synergy with each other in the same week. Um, it's right. very... Uh, yeah, I want say frustrating at, because I still enjoy the game, but uh, there's another word there that I that I don't have in my mind right now that I think frustrating
0: I fits. Want. But but you know, frustrating isn't an on or off thing either. I am frustrated with this game or I am not. Like you could be enjoying the game while having problems with specific things they're doing. Um, yeah. and I kind of agree with you on this. Like the order, I would be very curious what what factors they're using to determine the order of cards because I can't really see. I mean, apart from like you know, making sure all the class cards are for different classes um yeah. i can't see a particular like method yeah uh, there um, has to
1: be a reasoning behind it though because uh, i doubt like they just pull it out of a hat and they're like okay guys <laughs> this is what's coming out this week right uh maybe yeah, it's I a purpose a really you know? interesting... they want to wait they want to hold down like the the complete dragon deck right till the end is like the culmination of the expansion that's when you can create a full uh dragon deck and it's full of splendor or something right
0: I think that'll be a really interesting uh question to ask Ben Brode when he inevitably becomes a co-host
1: of our podcast oh yeah Um, you you announced (laughs) that that was happening right later this year yeah
0: yeah I I figured I would wait till the end of the show but you're still
1: negotiating right
0: (laughs) exactly of course we might have to just get Will Brode instead but we're hoping we're, (laughs) we're hoping to snag him um but yeah let's now that we're talking about the cards let's go ahead and just run through these here and say what we uh think about them so far um First up is Grim Patron. That is a five-cost card. It is a three-attack, three-health minion, and it reads: Whenever this minion survives damage, summon another Grim Patron. Also, for people who play Arena, the uh, rarity is rare. Any thoughts on this card so far? I can go ahead and say I thought about it a lot before I played it. Uh, played the game, but I have not yet played a deck
2: with it in it.
1: I Sorry. Uh, you go. You
2: I go first. Loved the idea of this card. I love the ideas of this card when it was first announced, but upon right. playing it, um, and I haven't played a lot of it, I've probably played like three games with the Grim Patron deck, and it's hard to say because like the deck itself isn't the exact way we want it yet, because obviously we want Axe Flinger, and we probably want Revenge, and you know we want all these different cards that we can't currently run, yep. so it's very hard to judge the card as of right now, and people are already saying it's good. So I would imagine that mm-hmm. once we do have all these cards It's going to be a solid card But the question is whether it's better than running like Control Warrior Which is obviously the deck you want to be running Grim Patron in And I'm not sure, at least from a competitive standpoint That Grim Patron, the Grim Patron deck is, is better than Control Warrior
0: I just love the image of a Grim Patron Warrior fighting a Control Warrior <laughs> Grim Patron's all coming out and then the Control Warrior playing Brawl and, of course, they're all getting in a bar fight. Like, that's just the yeah. natural <laughs> end to this, to this deck. Debt. Your deck debt cannot compose itself. But, yeah, I mean, like, flavor-wise, this card gets A++ from me. I love, I love, I forget the yeah. exact uh, quote, but when he's just like, get in here, and another one jumps into the ring, and, the, and they just keep yeah, populating. it works like, really well. Yeah, it is just like, what a genius way to tie in those annoying, mm.
2: annoying grim patrons from the dungeon into how Hearthstone plays. Um, yeah, Grim's so, patron. The flavor of this card is amazing, and I like the idea of the card. I'm just not sure how strong it's gonna be. Also, like, yeah, it's just I love the flavor of this card. It's really yeah. Amazing. I found I like that
1: it. when you when you can give it haste, you can do so many things. Especially if your opponent has a board, you can just do like insane turns where you just like create six patrons in one turn. Even with yep. one whirlwind, you can do a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, whenever you don't have charge, you just pass the turn, and they just do AOE or remove it, and it's a huge hit. And after that, you're kind of like out of fuel, I feel. Right.
0: I found it a little funny that the uh, the card that was in the uh, uh, also released, Quick Shot, like is a direct counter to Grim Patron if you just play Grim Patron on in the field. <laughs> it's like, oh, Quick Shot it. All right, it's dead now. True. Yeah. And no one gets created. Uh, but yeah, any other thoughts on Grim Patron? I have faced against it once. I've never played it in my own deck. Uh, Billy, if you actually tried, you said you actually tried playing it.
2: I only played, like, two or three games. Uh, It didn't seem very exciting to me. I was more excited to play, like, a different card in the set, which I'm sure we'll get to in just a moment. Um, But, like I said, I had to give Grim Patron a go because Warrior is one of my favorite classes, and Mm -hmm. it just didn't feel very good. I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's going to get better with, like, Axe Flinger and Revenge and stuff like that, but we have to wait and see. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I didn't see this the deck being too strong either Um, because it's kind of weird because in the beginning you play a little control. You don't have a lot of stuff to drop. So you're kind of trying to draw kind of like the control warrior. You're removing with your weapons and Mm -hmm. um, using your acolyte to draw and um, doing those things. But then you kind of switch it to a more aggressive style during the mid game and you try to get it like a big combo with the patrons.
0: Yeah, it's it's really odd because um, because of the such a high mana cost at five mana, you're like, if you want to you obviously don't want to play it out alone because it's just going to get killed at that stage of the game by something that does three or more damage. Um, So you want to play it with something else. But unless you, like, have a death spite in your hand, which can, you know, deal damage to everything uh, the same turn you play it, you're going to have to combo in, you know, turn six or seven or eight. And by that time, like, it's a nice combo, but is it that much better than what Warrior's got right now? Stuff like Morgan. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, it, it can get to a point where you're too far behind and that combo doesn't actually do much for you at that point. Mm-hmm.
0: It makes me wonder if, like, classes that can buff their whole board can do something more with this. Like, you know, Druids. Yeah,
1: it's too bad that Warrior can't, really heal its minions. This deck is kind of like wants to damage its minions. So Axe Flager might actually make a big difference, you know, that extra damage that the deck needs, a little more aggressiveness to use all your little powers that deal damage to your creatures. But then at the Mm -hmm. same time, you're kind of like cutting out the work for your opponent, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like uh, Warrior could have had like, I think they already have Commanding Shout, but something in that in that vein that buffs the attack of all their creatures, like Savage Roar and um, and uh, Bloodlust, that might have been what Warrior needed to create that next, like, that aggro warrior.
1: Yeah, that's true. They do have all those shouts. It's part of, like, the class in, like, the actual Warcraft where they can, you know, buff stuff around them. So it, Exactly. And, you know, Warrior... Cool.
0: Right now, all of Warrior's buffs are single target, which very much plays to like a combo or controlled single target. So it might yeah. make more of an aggro deck if they could, you know, buff their board like Druid or Shaman. So yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we will see what what comes of this card, but yeah, right now I'm not I'm not seeing a great use case for it. But I'm I'm really hoping there is because I just want to see this
1: card played in tournaments all the time because that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's going to make it to the tournaments, but uh, I, we might see it in the latter more often exactly exactly
0: i yeah i I hope to i've already seen it once so that was fun i mean i i destroyed it utterly but here's hoping next time (laughs) on to the next card which we're going to do the one that came from the hunter Clash challenge that is quick shot which is a two mana card it deals a spell by the way common rarity deals three damage if your hand is empty draw a card Okay, so I'm going to go outright and say I don't like the this hunter mechanic they're introducing with this set of when your hand is empty draw because it inspires a weird style of play that leaves you with no options. Um, I feel if it, it works and you're able to win by just top decking every turn, that that's kind of a boring way to fight, uh, to face against and play. And then if it doesn't, it's just you're constantly being encouraged to play cards suboptimally. So yeah. what do
1: you guys think of this? I don't know. Um, it's a weird mechanic because you you usually don't find yourself like oh like unloading your entire hand as a hunter since you're usually trying to get a bunch of uh, value from your hero power. Um, but then again, this card is just like a dark bomb that is better if you top deck it, I guess.
2: Yeah. So a lot of people I've heard a lot of people talk about this card and say that like it's a better dark bomb and blah 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 blah. And it should be a better dark bomb because theoretically, warlock's hero power is better than the hunter hero power. So, I don't know. Quick shot is a card that everyone's talking about. It's very hard to to pull off the if your hand is empty thing. And I don't think you need to. I think you just need to use it as a dark bomb. Although I like the idea, I actually disagree with Brian. I actually really like the mechanic of if your, hold, uh, if your hand is empty. Sorry, um, do you know? X whatever X is right Because in a deck Where you're running you you know you need to be holding on to Kill commands and unleash the hounds and stuff like that You can't be running um, These type of cards because the Effect is never going to be You know it's never going to be active so When you have effects like this it disincentivizes Those types of plays Which makes Hunter less annoying because they Can't pull 10 damage out of nowhere Um, But I don't know uh,
0: Like like if if this stops Hunter from being as powerful though it's not gonna run it, the other the only alternative is if Face Hunter can just work even faster and dump even more and be even less interesting. Like I'm not sure how this I'm not sure how this can incentivize a more thoughtful style of play, which is typically what I enjoy from Hearthstone.
1: I, I actually agree with Billy. I think hmm. he's right in the sense that um this card and the other beast that is getting introduced is a step into taking hunter in a different direction, because these cards don't really um, work well with the plan of phase hunter or even mid-range hunter. Um, they I don't know, they just feel like you wouldn't want to take out anything that is already in this deck to replace it with these. But on the other hand, maybe a hunter with a different style... Um, I know, like they were trying to do, like a more controlly hunter with the the other card that they have, the, the little goblin, the yeah, three, three, yeah, 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 that you can redirect Stabber. your uh, hero power. Um, maybe quick shot is something like that too, a little more um, controlly kind of card that also gives you an edge in the late game if it's mm. the only thing you have.
0: I mean, that's an interesting way to look at it, not as something that encourages you to dump your hand, but encourages you to control the board more. Um, Hunter definitely has that problem of not being able to top deck very good cards. Um, I know some people for a while were even running Deathwing to circumvent that, which is definitely an interesting way of doing it. But yeah, I I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how this comes into play. I mean, it strikes me as basically saying hand dump, which is similar to what uh, Zulok was doing for a while. And actually the primary reason I didn't like playing Zulok when I did is because I'm like a control player that always likes to have answers and options in my hand. I think it's why I've gravitated towards Warrior and Paladin a lot. Um, so the idea of having a card that basically to get its optimal value out of it, you want to get rid of stuff in your hand. To me, it's just like, no, that's not how you play card games, bad games, not telling (laughs) you to do bad things. (laughs) (laughs) But I see the arguments for it. Otherwise, Do, do either of you, I mean, do any of us really play Hunter? Do we think we're going to be trying to use this as much or?
1: I mean, I definitely hand hunt, in hunter every once in a while. Uh, it's it's a fun class to play, you know, just very aggressive. Um, not definitely my preferred class, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Um, I would I would try using it.
2: I personally haven't played hunter since uh, that few weeks where I was playing hunter like nonstop to finish off the golden. And I had this card yes. is certainly not a card that incentivizes me to go back. Um, but like I said, I do like the card because it. Changes the style of hunter.
0: Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I feel we still need more though to to really be able to change the style. Yeah, exactly. Type the, of these two cards we'll, aren't we'll see going how
2: it... to, and by these two I mean the the two cards that have the if your hand is empty mm-hmm. text on it. Um, certainly aren't going to spawn a new breed of hunter, but it perhaps sets up a breed of hunter to to be spawned later on.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's a, it's a planning for the future. Wait, what's the other
2: one? Is it Core Hound? It's not Core Hound. It's a Core it, Rager or
0: something.
1: Um, Core Rager, and yeah, Core Rager, it's not yeah. released yet, but
0: that's a, what is it, a four
2: mana cost? It's a four cost, four, four. Yeah, four um, mana, turns four, into four. a seven, seven, if you have the effect trigger, yeah. which, by the way, I want to point out that Quickshot can be played without the effect, but I think a card like Core Rager cannot be played without the effect. I think a four, 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 four is just well, too bad.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, Core Rager also just seems kind of like a terrible card to me, because if it can't be played without its effect, it's unlikely you'll be able to play it on turn four, unless you have, like, the perfect hand. Exactly. That empties itself. Core Rager is not
2: a good card with this text,
0: even with this text. Right. And if you top deck it, it's like, oh good, I got a 7-7, but I could have top decked Dr. Boom, yeah, like, like, at this point, saving the mana gave, let me do my hero power, but that's it. Like, saving the mana gave me nothing else because, by definition, I don't have any other card to play unless I have, like, one card in hand, top deck this, play that card, then play this, but it just... I don't know. Maybe it we need, so iffy. Maybe
2: we need some card discard effects in Hunter, similar to the way that uh, Doom hmm. Guard works and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, who knows? Well, also, keep in mind that um, stat-wise... It's not as good because I mean, it doesn't even um, pass the vanilla test, right? Like a Yeti is is better just by itself, for mana, mm-hmm. four, five. But this card has the Beast uh, addition to it. It is a Beast, and it is important to have that when well, you're playing Hunter. Well, not necessarily and because I'm not cards, saying, cards not like, like
2: Crown Buster a... and Kill Command, which are the common cards that synergize with Beast, are cards that you want to be holding in your hand, which is anti-synergy with cards like Core Ranger.
1: True, but then there's also other cards that haven't seen much of a spotlight that rely on the beast synergy, like you know, call right. pet.
0: Okay, you know what's really sad to me about this though is that it just makes starving buzzard even less likely to be played in hunter. <laughs> um,
1: oh oh yeah, well that, that starving buzzard was buried oh, deep. Man, that was no, that was potentially felt, the worst we ever. Gadgetzan
2: and Leroy got nerfed, and meanwhile, hunter got a <laughs> three-two for five sorry hunter oh gosh. <laughs> all right moving on to
0: the uh, next card here um we are going to talk about gang up this is a two cost rogue card common rarity a spell and it reads choose a minion shuffle three copies of it into your deck yes so i have seen this played once against yes. me it was a mill rogue who decided to play it on his cold light orc
2: yes card. Yes, so oh, I've been nice. doing the same Very thing. Cool. I'm I'm a copycat, and by a copycat I mean we both happen to come up with the same idea with Gang Up. I looked at Gang Up, and I heard people talk about it, and they were all like, I don't really know what this is used for, and I'm like, wait, no. No, 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 no. Gang Up is a two-cost win-the-game if you're a Mill Rogue. So, like, if you've already decked out your opponent in, in your Mill Rogue, and you Gang Up like a Death Lord... Now, your Death Lord's just a 2 8 with Taunt because it doesn't pull anything from the, the fatigue, right? So, I've had. I've won so many games because of Gang Up. I love Gang Up. And I love the animation of, like, casting Gang Up and then the three cards flowing into your deck. I.
0: Yeah. I don't know about you hard. guys,
2: but I, I'm in love with this card. The first time. Before so- I had even put it into a deck, I ran into another person who was doing the the. Gang up thing, and he gang uped Emperor. Mm-hmm. I forget how to pronounce his the oh, second gosh. part of his name. Therosian. And Thuracian. I dealt with the first one, and then the next turn he played two of them. Not the next turn, sorry, the following turn after that he played two of them. Um, and oh jeez, uh, just scary, scary card, man. I gang up is sweet. Obviously, that's like a dream scenario, which is hardly ever going to happen, yeah. but. I think it's actually very effective in Mill Rogue, and I'm very excited that they're they're mm. they're willing to design cards that incentivize more complicated plays, like Mill plays. So,
0: so. Here's my broader question is okay, it's viable in Milrogue, but is Milrogue viable? Because I, I faced a Milrogue. Partially, he was just playing it effectively. My, but it feels like Milrogue doesn't have the kind of control and stalling of a mage, so they're just l- letting you kill them quicker.
2: My, uh, my thoughts on this are not yet. I think that.
0: Okay, that's what I, I think thought.
2: Maybe next set or the set after that, Milrogue will be viable. Yeah. I think they're going to continue to add cards like Gang Up. That have certain synergies yeah. with Mill Rogue, and I think Mill Rogue is going to be a top tier deck eventually. Not yet. Gang up right. is a step in the right the... direction, and I'm happy about it. It
0: kind of surprises me how much. I mean, if this was their intention to use it for Mill, like how many cards they put in the game for Mill? Because like Druids GVG cards are also very Mill centric. Yes,
2: I'm excited that they're willing so. to go into that direction. I, pfft, dude, I, 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 when when Mill Rogue is a thing. Going legend, boys. I love Milrogue. It's so much fun. Are we gonna call
0: it Milical Rogue?
2: We can. We can.
0: <laughs> Dude, gang off Leroy to their Shadow Step. The problem is right now, um right now, uh Rogue is so weak in the mirror matchup because it's like, oh, thank you for giving me all of my damage cards. Yeah. yeah Prepare to die very quickly.
1: Granted, my sprint. Behavior I do uses. love. I do love this card, though. I think it's an, a really, really fun Agreed. card. Especially one in my heart when I was doing the the mm-hmm. challenge, uh, and I used a gang up rogue for um, what What's the name of the guy? Is it the Grim Guzzler, the one that summons the minions yes. for yes. you? Yes. Yeah, I was playing the Grim Guzzler, and he summons Ragnaros for me, and I just use gang uh-huh. up on Ragnaros, and I. Shuffle three of them into the deck, and the very next card that he summons is another Ragnaros, and then he summons a Sunwalker, so he cannot kill any of my Ragnaroses right. But they'll just wrecking havoc on him, and then I get another gang up, and I do it an- again on Ragnaros. I end up getting, like, six Ragnaros in that fight, and I thought it was, like, the coolest thing right. ever.
0: Yeah, if this card was in something like Warrior, it would be insane, the potential of it, because, like, any deck that goes to... um that can get itself to go to fatigue can like the idea that you can like think of being in a fatigue match between warrior and priest and then playing this it's just like whatever the powerful creature of the day on the field goes into your deck three times it's
1: yeah it's a very interesting card because it like i don't know it has no immediate effect but it kind of like makes your long game better and it can break the rule of only having two cards in the it's deck. It's similar right? to deal in that respect, of just generating cards, which is very Brian. Cool. You yeah, definitely. for like Brian a and
2: later Andre advantage. So I feel like neither of you understand. It can be in Warrior. Nefarian, yo! Oh,
1: <laughs> oh that's <laughs> Just run
2: in Nefarian Warrior and you're good to yeah. go. Um, <laughs> that is an excellent point. You can gang up all the Nefarians. Alright,
0: but Gang Up is one of those cards that, because I don't think M- Mill Rogue is viable right now, I'm not, like, super excited about it in terms of playing competitively, but it's another one of those cards that I love the idea of, and I think it- it's just interesting. Like, it's not just another minion that Yeah, it's something.
1: interesting. Even maybe, like, one copy, like, trying, like, an Oil Rogue, you know, and, like, yeah. doing it in a Drake or an I SI so. Agent.
2: Uh, that's... That's too that's too does, that deck draws a lot of too cards. slow. Like, how many it's,
1: times have you played to
2: make a play in oil and you'd be like, Oh, I don't have the mana for that. Now you want another card in your deck which majority of the time doesn't work and it's a two cost like it's something i
0: kind of disagree with you in that actually the oil rogue if you can get an early minion out you kind of have dead turns during the beginning
1: where you're just daggering and yeah waiting. i agree i agree with it. i was about to say that too like that deck sometimes has a lot of the, the yeah, turns. you guys
2: do play a more minion centric yeah. oil rogue than than the norm so I, I don't know
0: i could see it fitting in i'm not sure but i'd love to try it see what happens
1: I'm not saying is the, it would be, like, the best card, but I would like to try it out. Just, I don't know, like, sometimes that deck draws a lot of cards, and maybe having, like, extra of that, like, um, you can do it on a Violet Teacher and have a bigger chance of drawing her, too. Or, I don't know, you, you can play a lot of, like, strategic games with this card.
2: What I also like about this card is that you can target your... Opponents' minions. I was literally which I saying really, that. Yes. Really, really like. I. That, that's like if oh, your you opponent. Oh, you can do that. Yeah, yep. if your opponent plays. um like, if you're Milrogue like, imagine Milrogue mirror matchup. That's crazy. Like, oh, I want that to be a thing so, so bad. So you
1: choose your opponent's minion, and you shuffle three of them into your yes. deck.
2: Yeah, it specifically reads, choose a minion. Oh, my God, minion. that is so cool. Yeah, it's just finally. like
0: Faceless
1: Manipulator in that respect,
0: and that it also plays against, yeah. like, in Arena, this card could be really good, because, you know, it, it adapts to whatever's out there.
1: Yeah. Or, I don't know, there's so many uses for it because mm-hmm. it can be so strategic. If your opponent plays something that you know is amazing against them, you could play it on right. it for a chance at getting it. And, like, three copies gives you a pretty big chance of, like, drawing one of them.
2: Yeah, especially Indeed. if you're a little bit later in the game, maybe, like, 15 cards into your deck, throw three cards into yeah, deck. Yeah, exactly. There's a right? really high percent chance you draw that card.
0: And also in Arena, like, you have so many cards you don't like, you could use it to target the few cards you do really like and kind of, you know buff your deck for like the direction you want it to go in which is because in arena you're not happy to draw every single one of your cards so any chance to manipulate what your deck composition is is a very nice boon
1: yeah, yeah i i really like this card i don't think it's uh might be like a card that is gonna make a big competitive splash mm-hmm. but it's like is one of those cards that over time uh leads itself to a lot of creative uses Indeed. And it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out.
0: I totally agree. Uh, we got three cards left here. We'll go a little bit quicker on these since I am uh, starting to run out of time. So let's go ahead and do the class challenge for Mage, Dragon's Breath. This is a five-cost spell. It is common rarity, and it reads, deal four damage, period. Costs one less for each minion that died this turn. Or um, as I garbage, like to say... Let's move on. What? <laughs> I said garbage. <laughs> you don't want to talk on. about it? <laughs> I
2: don't know. It's just... This card is bad. Very, very I mean, bad.
0: I don't know, Billy. I wanna, I wanna kind of offer a differing p- opinion here and say garbage. Let's move on. Andres, do you have actually <laughs> anything else to say about <laughs> this card?
1: Uh, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be uh, devil's advocate here.
2: <laughs> so, like, okay, no. In all that honesty, the card
1: is not, is not necessarily bad. It's just not unnecessary for the type of mages that we have right now.
2: All right. So here's my issue with Dragon's Breath. right? So, like. An amazing... Like, the dream is that you cast it for zero. Right? Even a zero mana deal four damage spell... Is not amazing. Like, it's good. It's not amazing. And, like, to make this card playable... You need to get it down to three or even two. Which, like... I don't know. That's still very, like... I. I got Frostbolt in my deck. I don't have to trade for my Frostbolt to be playable. I think,
0: honestly, my favorite use of it is, like, your opponent has a good board in Arena or something. You Flame Strike a bunch of them die, and then you drag and spread the one powerful creature they had.
2: Okay, like, yeah, in Arena. But, like, that's yeah. very rare going to happen. Like, yep. maybe one of this in Freeze Mage for after your Blizzard or Flame Flameshirt. But even still, that's, like, <laughs> very rare that that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, let's also keep in mind that the other Mage card that is coming out... um, Synergized is really, really good with spells, and that card is actually really powerful in my opinion. The two four that every time you cast a spell, you deal two random damage. Oh right, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Let we'll we'll see, cause maybe a deck might turn around around that card that. Likes using a lot of spells. Well, I mean, in, uh, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't like, think
2: in Dragon's Breath, makes the cut for that deck, though. Like, no, I mean, you're yeah, already gonna uh, be running cards like um, maybe. Like, I think Arcane Missiles makes it into that deck before Dragon's Breath. Though, Arcane <laughs> Missiles is like a very yeah, that's not a great card. Well,
1: the, the the thing about Dragon's Breath, I feel, is like a like a tempo card, right? You want to play like a board-centric kind of deck, and you yeah, want to be absolutely. able to trade up, so you need minions to trade up. Although Mage is not that good at you know creating a lot of minions that they, it can trade. Um, maybe like a Mech Mage, where you have to trade your own minions. Um, it does have a Mirror Image. Maybe that can help. I don't know.
2: As of right now, I the, don't think it's... It's like... It may have the same thing as a quick shot in my like the the opinion I had on quick shot. Maybe this will just spawn a different type of mage sometime in the future. But as of right now, I think Dragon's Breath is unplayably bad.
0: I can see actually quite a. It reminds me of Magic, when Magic just introduces a mechanic they never really end up using much again. I can see this cost one less for each for each minion that died this turn, just being something like unlimited. You could play it in something like Arena. But I think a lot of the cards in this set it might just you know it might just kind of fall from the wayside because they never end up they don't end up. Com- It's not like its own keyword, so they might not end up uh, really supporting that mechanic in future sets. Yeah,
2: I like that you keep saying in Arena. I think this card is playable in Arena, maybe. But even, like, that's it, I think. Yeah.
0: So uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the uh, last non-legendary card of this wing. It is a priest card. It is a two-cost spell. It is called Resurrect and it is a rare uh rare rarity that's hard to say and reads summon a <laughs> random friendly minion that died this game i w- i like it i
2: i love this card but it it it's just not very good like okay so if you play resurrect your deck cannot have no clerics in it which may not seem like a big deal but no clerics like draws a ton of cards and then also you can't run Light of which has become a pretty core priest card because that summons in a Light Warden, and then that becomes a part of your resurrection cycle. Also you have, um, you can't run things like Thought Steal because you might steal a bad minion from your opponent, so now that would be a bad thing if you do like Resurrect. Also you can't Shadow Madness, you can't Cabal, anything that involves stealing, which is one of Priest's like big things, you can't really do at this point because now Resurrect doesn't hit it. Um, it doesn't work in the Twilight Whelp deck because then you obviously you can get Twilight Whelp and then that's bad oh, because that comes in as a two-one. There's you have to build your deck from pretty much the only minions of running a four cost or more, or maybe even three cost or more to make Resurrect good. At which way, at which point you're making a bad priest deck. Um, so it I don't think it is a little Resur- bit funny,
0: funny that the two priest cards are like direct opposites in terms of being able to run them with each other like yeah right
2: <laughs> so like in my opinion i think it, it could fall underneath the same category as quick shot which is maybe in the in the future priest could spawn a new archetype and it could run resurrect but as of right now this is just like a garbage card in my opinion i think that like it, like i said you could build a specific deck that makes resurrect good but then you're making your deck sub-optimal. Right.
0: Um i mean to me it reminds me a lot of a uh, reincarnate from the lat from next ramus where it was a very yep. exciting two-cost spell, and then it's like, oh, wait, I actually had to put cards in to support this. And then yeah. it gives you pause. What do you think, Andres? Because I know you were more excited for this card than Billy was.
1: I I like the card. I think um, it's appropriately costed. At two mana, it doesn't make it a liability. Like, as a priest, you're going to have so many turns where you just have two spare mana that you, you, you just don't have how to spend. Um, and... Even if you have played smaller minions, let, let's say a Northshire Cleric, a Northshire Cleric is not a bad card. Like, it's not a card that is there for its stats, is there for its utility. And getting it back might actually be very beneficial at some point in the mid game if you're trying to get some cards back.
2: I want to. Um... Um,
1: and then you also have the chance of resurrecting Injured uh, Blademaster and bringing it as a 4-7. You also have a chance to resurrect uh, a Belcher. Or uh, um, was it three four? Oh, dark the, cultist. The, the dark cultist, which is also pretty good. And at that point, you've gotten more value for the for the card, right? If you summon anything as two or less two mana, you pay for the card. If you summon anything that's more, then you gain value from it. Okay, so um, I
2: get the. That is a thing, right? Like even if you get the North Shy Cleric, it's not a huge deal, right? But if if you're trying to put it in the like any current priest that runs all these cards you're talking about, you need to find room for it. And there is so like so many cards in Priest that are like amazing and it's very hard to find room for them. Now you have to find room for this two-cost card that is sometimes good. Like Think about it, like you already need a fine room Well, some decks are running like Velen's Chosen and, and, and Deathlord and stuff like that. And, That's what I and was about can't... to say,
1: like we've already seen some new priest decks that are a little more mm-hmm. minion centric and they try to buff their minions, mm-hmm. which in in one of those decks, like Resurrect might not be as bad of a card because so they also have a limited cards. stock of minions, right?
2: Okay.
0: I, yeah, this is one of
1: those to me I think it's like
0: tested it and see I think it's like too unpredictable to see how it could work but
1: I don't think it's going to be like a game changing card it's not going to make a huge splash but I think um, in the right decks yeah. you, you can find a lot of utility for this card and you could have some uh, cool plays with well, it but you know what is going to be a
0: game changing
1: card the uh-huh. last
0: card from the set yeah <laughs> nice segue I know
1: <laughs> I mean, this guy needs no introduction. It's basically the most OP card that's been introduced in Hearthstone, in and while. that'll wrap up our uh, discussion. No, really. <laughs> the uh,
2: OP seems like I think this card is good. I don't think this card is OP. I think this, I, like okay, so everyone's been talking about how it should be run in everything I, that's not aggro. And I'm, and I I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce the card it. just for so people who don't know okay, what it is. Okay, right, right, right. Sorry, I thought. It's a huge card, like everyone should know this card, but here, go on.
0: Exactly, everyone should, but there might even be people who aren't even playing this set and are thinking to get back into the game. So for people who want to know, this is Emperor production. Wow, nice that should be how you pronounce it. It is a six... <laughs>
1: Thank I like you. it.
0: It is a uh, legendary minion, the only legendary for this wing, because there's one legendary per wing. It is a six-cost card. It is five attack and five health, and it reads, at the end of your turn, reduce the cost of cards in your hand by one. It is really nice that that does not say at the beginning of your turn, and if they nerf it, that is what (laughs) they will
2: do, and I really hope they don't.
0: But Billy, you were saying.
2: No nerfing. So... Well, everyone on the internet and their mothers have all been claiming yes. that this card should be run in everything that's not aggro, and I severely disagree with that. Um, I've been playing around with it in stuff like Paladin, and that doesn't really seem very good. Uh, I, I just seem to play it, and then, oh, okay, now I have a two cost Aldor Peacekeeper, a one cost Equality, and like a three cost Consecrate. And no, what you do is turn... you play it, and you have a seven cost Tyrion. <laughs> Okay, great. But that's the dream, right? So Yes. It, it, a lot of the time it seems to hit nothingness. And a lot of the time mm-hmm. after playing Emperor, I'll play like two cards the next turn and I'll have two mana left over. And I'll be like, wait a minute. Even if I didn't play Emperor next turn, this play would have been the exact same. I feel like Emperor doesn't really get a huge... Like, I mean, it gets value, right? But it's like right. not as OP as people have been claiming. However... Right. This card has been doing some serious work in an OTK warrior deck that I have. I was about to ask you if that could work in it. It seems amazing. So, this card actually sets up so many combos. So now you need so, a gold emperor tharson. The t- I, I do. I'm actually working on that. Anywho, um, so this this gold this warrior OTK deck. Uh, for people that don't know, on turn ten it can do 32 damage, which is like insane, obviously. Um, the only class that it doesn't kill in one turn is Warrior, and that's because Warrior is gross. But <laughs> Emperor, that, that usually takes up 10 mana. But if you Emperor on turn 7, you can now do this on turn 8, which means you can kill Hunter faster, which is, like, its worst matchup. So, like, I don't know. This Emperor card opens up yes. a lot of combo decks. For instance, people have been running Freeze Mage uh, with Malagos now because if you play Emperor... And now all of a sudden, you hit Malaghost or you hit a Frostbolt or something. Now you have a 10 de- a 10 mana combo that does 8 damage. For instance, last night I managed to pull off Emperor and then following turn Malaghost, Frostbolt, Frostbolt, Ice Lance, Ice Lance. Which for people that don't know, that is a whopping. Hold on, doing math in my head. 34 damage, right. I think.
1: Yeah, Spot damage. Nice. That's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> so. I think Emperor is best in combo decks rather than control decks, and everyone's been everyone's been claiming that this card should be run in everything. Ever uh, I I agree that like, it should be run in pretty
0: much any control deck. I think Paladin is an interesting example because Paladin is a mid range. So I think like Paladin is the kind of deck that's like teetering on whether or not to use this, just like it teeters on whether or not to use Lotheb and a lot of these other cards.
2: Just to be just to be clear, the Paladin deck I'm running is control, okay. not mid range. It doesn't control run like Paladin. knife jugglers gotcha. and stuff. Well, I think like that. in
0: that case, then I think. Running this card would be a great idea. Like, I could think of a lot of cards that could probably come out of Paladin to support this. I'm not saying it's like going to be game changing for every single deck, but I do think it's close to a and other things. In that, it's if you're running a, yeah. uh, a deck that will have maybe four or five cards in your hand by the time you play it, you're almost always going to get a lot of value out of it and confuse your opponent because it's just like, okay, the suddenly I can't, like Druid, like now I can't count when they have combo effectively at all, because how many cards in combo did they just get a discount on? The thing I've been enjoying running it in completely right is I have been running like a Miracle Oil Rogue hybrid deck um, that runs like Gadgets and Auctioneers and as well as some oil and a couple, or I think a single sprint and that sort of thing, and that's just been insanely fun. I haven't done a lot of tweaking I just kind of threw it out from scratch from other things I've seen from Rogue in the past and I never played Miracle Rogue really back in its heyday, but I this card is incredibly fun in that deck because I'll just have this hand full of different options. Then I'll play Emperor out, and suddenly all of my options are just even crazier than normal. Um, he also baits a lot of yeah. I can see that card being yeah. Insane so he like he baits out a lot of removal, so I can like play him. Then the next turn play uh, Gadgetzan and have all these spells to play and suddenly draw my hand to do a ton of like uh, effects to the board. So it's just. It has been an exceedingly fun deck to play, and he just slides right into it and adds, like, sets up even crazier turns with that kind of miracle style.
2: Yeah, like I said, I think that, um, he, I mean, he's definitely a include, like, he's one of the cards you can put in control, but I don't think he's an auto include. Like, everyone's been claiming that he is an auto include in every deck that's not aggro, and I don't think that's the case.
1: I think the reason people say that is because this is just like an a plus card right like you look at this card and stat wise is amazing uh five five is like the perfect ratio is hard to remove you usually have to use two or more cards and waste your entire turn try to get rid of a five five um and the effect is amazing and you're right like it's not like the effect is gonna come in handy every time. As it gets better, the bigger your hand is and the more costly the the cards in your hand are. Um, it doesn't work as well with, like, like you said, like a Paladin deck where you have like maybe small minions, like maybe like a mini bot or like an older Peacekeeper that doesn't get as much benefit from it. Um, but having said that, out of the entire set, this is probably the best, if not like the second best that's coming out.
2: Yeah, you're completely right, but uh, everyone's been calling, like, OP and stuff, and the reason why I take this strong of a stance on it is because I'm scared of nerfs. You know, we've had so many nerfs in the past that, like, I don't want Emperor to all of a sudden be a 7-cost card with at the s- that reads at the start instead of the end of your turn. Like, I, I desperately don't want to see this card nerfed, and I everyone's been shouting op 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 and they did the same thing for dr boom and everyone's yeah, down about dr. The boom.
1: The, yeah well now the, yeah, at, so. the attention is on this guy um i don't think they're gonna nerf this guy I, i'm very glad the a card like this is it opens up a lot of possibilities but definitely from this point on you know your fifth turn you're gonna have to really be on the lookout and kind of like playing around this guy. You gotta, you gotta have to keep in mind this. Alright,
0: I think you guys are actually forgetting, though, his hero power of dealing 30 damage.
2: That seems a little OP to me. Oh, that is very OP. <laughs> <laughs> Death rattle, summon, summon Emperor?
0: Yeah, I don't know why everyone's quite so excited about the cost of cards thing when, you know, hello! He can deal 30 game damage to your play first? Every turn.
2: Well, his wife has yeah. to die first, and his wife's not in the game, so his wife can never die. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So he so can't F- ever You always OP have access to your hero power.
2: No, no, no. Yeah. no you need to never have access to your hero power. Can't be possible. No, because his wife's
0: the one that's stopping him. Yeah. Without her, he can't always use it.
2: Oh, well, damn. Yeah. Emperor is op. I changed my mind. <laughs> this card is op. Exactly. It deals thirty damage.
1: I love his right. uh, flavor uh, text that says uh, his only, his second biggest regret is enslaving his people and giving up all his rights to a fire lord. Because his first regret was, you know, his wife. Because he can't use his soul power. Nice.
2: <laughs> nice. That's it's a that's really funny, funny flavor text. I like that. Yeah. That, that is pretty
0: darn good. Um, all right. That should actually do it for this episode. That was, that was
1: good discussions. I really look forward to the next wing. Quote that with good discussions. Yep, enjoy myself. Always a pleasure to be here with you guys. I have good grammars, Billy. What is your problem?
2: Good (laughs) grammars all the way through.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And yes, Andres, it was a pleasure having you as well. Billy, it was
2: pretty good having you. I don't know. We might have to rethink this whole thing. Okay. All right, I'll just go back to playing WoW when Heart's done. And... uh, yeah, I'll do and that. And Heroes. And Heroes, that one. I was trying to remember the name, and then I like drifted off
0: <laughs> the other one. And StarCraft when it comes out. And maybe, oh, yeah. maybe a non-Blizzard game at some point. Uh, we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so uh, this is the part of the show where everyone gets to plug other stuff they do. Um, Andres, we will start with you. Sure, you guys can
1: find me on Twitter, at iPlayGames.
0: You, you're going to need to do the spelling for that, because it's not exactly traditional.
1: That is true. You spell it I play uh, with an I in the beginning, and an I at the end. I play games.
0: Yes, exactly. So it's I-P-L-A-I rather than P-L-A-Y. That's right. You said it way better better better. than I did. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. And uh, you also do music stuff, so... If people want to check out your mixes and stuff, is there like a SoundCloud they can go to or whatnot? Yeah,
1: absolutely. You can go to SoundCloud and uh, go to SoundCloud.com/slashmassive M Massive, E V E and you can find all the stuff that I do. We constantly upload new content, so make sure you guys check it out.
0: Yeah, there's also an amazing Hearthstone remix, which should be pretty uh, relevant to the interests of our audience. And Billy like probably has it playing right now because I've never
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've never been yeah, a does. bigger fan That's of a possible. piece of music. <laughs> Dude, I love that song. That's so great. I, mm, every day. Yep. It's legitimately <laughs> on my playlist of of like 300 songs over here. So nice. <laughs> I'm
0: glad I could it's, make it there. Exactly. <laughs> you, you rank. You rank with Lindsey Sterling, my friend. <laughs> you do. Lindsey
2: Sterling is also on this playlist.
0: Of course. I she feel is. honored. Now if only Lindsay Sterling would do a Hearthstone remix, we we need to make this happen. Spam Twitter, everyone go. <laughs> Quick, Lindsay right, Sterling, speaking Hearthstone. Speaking of Twitter, Billy, where can people find
2: you? I am at BB No, not BB, <laughs> at B Broly on Twitter. That's just my uh, in-game name Broly with a B at the front, yep. because somebody took the name Broly on Twitter, because they are rude. Um, and my YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Broly HS, I believe. However, I'm not really going to be focusing on that YouTube channel. It's mainly going to be on the Hearthaholics channel, which we don't have a URL for, so I can't get that up. <laughs> but if you're watching this on the podcast, you can probably look up uh, um on YouTube, and you'll find our YouTube channel, and I'll have videos up there very soon. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see what we can get created for that. But right now, as we're recording this, we still have like all of the administrative work to get done in terms of getting our our feed and our logo and everything up there. So we don't have it all sorted out yet. Absolutely. Uh, so like, Twitter account and that sort of stuff, we'll have information on that later. Um, but but not as of this episode you can find me personally on twitter at lord meldor that is l-o-r-d-m-e-l-d-o-r-r and you can also find me I run a uh, podcast and other internet media network with my brother at whalesorwhales.com so you can find a bunch of other podcasts and projects I'm involved with on there and that should do it for all the plugs at the end thank you guys again for till we have a really snazzy catchphrase I'm just going to leave everyone with this sound bit of advice play hearthstone
2: let the hunt
0: begin.
1: Uh-huh.